Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. I will jump in with the weather straight up, I suppose, to get it out of the way. Beautiful sunny day. It's actually a bit fresh this morning. I went for an early morning swim. Um, it was about, I think they said it felt like seven degrees, but the water was beautiful. So it's not a bad time of year um, up here in Queensland where it's nice and sunny and the days are in their mid-20s. Yeah, that's a bit mad going for a swim when it's less than 10 degrees. But look, welcome to the podcast again, everyone. We've got a ripper episode planned for you. Yet again, we've put some time into collating some data. One of the biggest things, one of the biggest questions, I guess you could say, we get asked regularly from people inquiring about our services is, you know, where can I buy with this budget or this budget? And really, if you're looking at the sales tab on realestate.com, there's not a lot of context um, when you're looking at suburbs there. Number one, a lot of the properties that have settled more than two or three months ago are now irrelevant because the market movement has been significant in the last few months. The second point that I'll make is that you cannot get context when you're looking at the sales tab of realestate.com. You do not know whether the property that you're looking at is flood impacted. You do not know whether it's on the corner of a main road. You don't know whether it's a noise corridor. You cannot see those impacts. So you cannot judge purely based on what has sold if you are looking for a quality asset, whether that's a home or an investment. Yeah, so it is interesting that some of the questions we do get when people contact us Obviously, not knowing some people not knowing Brisbane. Um, obviously, if you're not from from Brizzy, knowing the areas as you talk about, um, and, and also one of the questions, and I even had this just recently, um, someone contacted me wanting to buy up here, but not knowing whether to buy one or two, or what my budget's going to get me, or just just a bit unsure. Mm-hmm. So it, I guess today is just trying to understand a little bit more about what your money can buy in Brisbane to try and help out a bit, and we've basically broken this up to really simplify it and we've basically sort of almost followed the train lines a little bit in different directions just to give you a bit of an idea um, of the median price and how it has actually changed from May to the end of August. Yeah, a three-month change and huge disclaimer up front, please take note of this information. We are talking about median values. Now, I know in previous uh, podcasts we've discussed how Um, irrelevant in some instances that median value change can be because median values track the middle uh, sale value. So if there's 11 sales and you rank them from the lowest to the highest, you simply pick out the middle number and that's the median. Now, of course, we know that in any given suburb, there's so much um, compositional bias. And what I mean by that is you've got properties that might be on 810 square meter blocks right next to properties that are on 400 square meter blocks, you've got fully renovated properties, you've got unrenovated properties, you've got flood impacted properties, main road properties. The median value does not give you any context in relation to that. So it's you've got to be really cautious when relying purely on the median. Now, for the purposes of this podcast, yes, we are using the median, but I did want to put that disclaimer out there. We're simply tracking trends in the median price movement over the uh, three month period. The other thing I want to say is when you've got Um, a small number of sales in a particular location, that median can be much less reliable because you're basing it on a much smaller number of transactions. So um, all that said, yes, we are going to be talking about changes in median values. I do know a lot of people rely on those median value indicators to make 
big investment decisions. Um, in my opinion, that's a mistake. There's a lot of other things that you must consider. And I know based on what we've been buying just in the last month or two, that everything that is a quality asset is selling above the median in the locations that we would be targeting. So that's also something to keep in mind. These are simply numbers that we're using for the purposes of demonstrating changes in different locations around the city. So a quick question, Brisbane, Greater Brisbane, mm. what was that from last week's? I, I do know the answer, I think, but the, the movement in Greater Brisbane? So um, the movement um, over the last four months has been 2.2% throughout May, June and July, and then in August, 2.1% in the housing sector. So we've had consistent growth between 2.1% and 2.2% per month over the last four months. And I think here we're going to be looking at four, uh, a three-month period. Yeah. yeah. But I just want to, I want to make that comment because when we do talk about this as well with some people, we talk about Greater Brisbane. Mm. So when we did the market update, two weeks ago, I think now, time's flying. But we did talk about, I think we even mentioned it last week, that 2.1 to 2.2%. Just keep that in the back of your mind we run, when we run through some of the numbers here we're about to go through now. So if we jump on a train and we head out on the the red line, the Fernie Grove line, and our first stop we're going to jump off, off at is at Wilston, which is four kilometres north of the CBD. And in May, $1.3 million dollars. End of August, $1.43 million. Yeah, so that's a change. We're up $130,000 across a three-month period. And quantifying that, um, it's a change of 9.9%. So, you know, whilst the median change has been 2.2, we are seeing slightly higher growth based on the median only in this location. Now, of course, that CoreLogic data has confirmed that the growth in the um higher segment of the market, the top 25% of values is occurring at a much faster pace than it is in the lower segment of the market. Uh, that's consistent with what this information reports. Now, yes, um, Wilston is one of those premium suburbs. However, being our home um, location, it's where we live. Uh, what we do know is that there's been a very low number of transactions. There's been not a lot of properties that have been for sale. And um, I do know of a number, number of properties that have sold on main roads or on busy cut-throughs, mm -hmm. and, and that also has an impact on that median value as well. So, um, of course, compositional bias does exist in this data, but we are still seeing that positive trend of price growth above the median for all of Greater Brisbane. So we had another another 4.2Ks out, so we're 8.2 kilometres northwest of the CBD um, to a suburb of Mitchelton. Mitchelton in May, the the median price was $770,000, $770, and in end of August, $882,000, up $112,000. Correct, yeah. So an increase of $112,000 represents 14% growth, so higher than Wilston, um, even though we are further out. So, you know, that's an interesting trend based on median data. Now, Mitchelton, very family-friendly location. There's some good schools in the area, very close to the... Um, Australian Defence Force uh, Gallipoli Barracks, which is a big training centre up here in Brisbane. Yep, so at Anogra, that's right. So you know, very um, family friendly demographic. What we'd consider um, a, a middle ring location in Brisbane, um, and you can see, you know, just in a three month period, um, we've definitely increased a lot to get in there. And again, just knowing what we're seeing sell on the ground, I think I saw the first sale in Mitchelton that was over the. 
eight mil, was it? Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, yeah. the highest recorded sale in Mitchelton. So, you know, good price disparity in that suburb as well. We've seen a lot of gentrification where people are knocking down older homes and building brand new executive homes there as well. But um, you can, yeah, you can pick up a bit of a, uh, a view from the city and some high areas in Mitchelton as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we go out towards the end of the train line, right to the end of the train line as it is at the moment, um, Fernie Grove, and that's 12 kilometres out to the northwest. Um, back in May, it was $688,000. End of August, $792,000. Yeah, so we've seen an increase in the median value in Fernie Grove of $104,000 across the three months from May through to August. Now, that represents an increase to 15.1%. So along the Fernie Grove train, um, according to the median value, and remember, I've, I've got those disclaimers up front, but um, growth has increased the further away from the CBD that you go. Go figure. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty uh, different to what uh, most people would suggest. But as I said, you must understand what is selling. And that's why um, I really wanted to highlight the importance of that up front. So um, when you're 12 kilometres northwest of the CBD in Fernie Grove, um, you've had 15.1% growth according to that core logic data. But I think, basically, I think you've only got to go to realestate.com, for example, and do the, we do this regularly, and you go onto the map. And if you look in some of those areas, as you mentioned, the Wilston sort of area, Wilston, Windsor, Grange, mm -hmm. all that sort of area, um, there has not been a lot for sale. So if you mm -hmm. click on that map and you actually look in there and see what is for sale and where it is, um, as you said earlier, some are on main roads, um, but um, yeah, there's not a lot for sale in those areas. So um, if we move a different direction and we head to the north, um, so we went to the northwest that time, slightly to the north this time to Albion. Albion is 4.7 kilometres north of the CBD. In May, $953,000. In August, $996,000. Yeah, up just $43,000 according to that median data. What I will say is that Albion is a small suburb, again, very low uh, transaction volumes. Um, we're looking at the housing data here. Albion does have a lot of units as well. So um, we've excluded the unit um, information and looking purely at the housing trends. Um, so the, the $43,000 um, growth represents just 4.5% um, median change. Now, I can guarantee that the, the you know what we're seeing in if you were to have purchased a house you know, 12 months ago and sold it today, we've definitely seen growth that's higher than that. And that's another example as to why you need to be really cautious about relying on median values because it's saying 4.5% growth over three months. Um, but based on what we're seeing on the ground, it has been higher than that. This median data is not reflective of what we're seeing on the ground, but it's something that we need to be aware of because um, these are the sorts of things that local knowledge helps you to understand. You don't see the trends of what's actually selling if you're just looking at data. Exactly. So the train does swing a little bit to the east as it goes out that way, um, and it heads 7.8 kilometres out. It's then northeast, which is um, an area called Nunda. Has changed quite a bit over the years, Nunda. Um, I remember Nunda driving through that area, um, but it has definitely changed over the years and is changing even more. Um, 853000 back in May, up to $983,000 end of August. Yeah, so that's an increase of $130,000 or 15.2%. Nunda's definitely a gentrifying location. We've got the main strip, which is really popular with locals, lots of cafes, restaurants, um, specialty shops, boutiques. 
Um, but we've also got some medium density unit development that has come through that main area as well. But, you know, in a few streets set back, we've got some older homes that have been beautifully renovated and it's very popular with families close to the airport, um, also close to Toomble Shopping Centre and, yep. you know, a stone's throw from lots of employment hubs. Um, and you're at the entrance to the uh, the tunnel that, that gets you out to the west or down to the, the Gold Coast within minutes. So, um, yes, popular location, a 15.2% increase um, over the last three months, according to that median data. So 11.1 kilometres is, is the next stop, and that's going to be Jibung. Uh, Jibung's 660 back in May, up to 754 end of August, up $94,000. Yeah, so $94,000 increase <laughs> represents 14.2% growth based on median data across that three-month period. Um, Jibung is one of those suburbs that is um, off the back of growth from nearby Wavell Heights. It's got that ripple effect, if you like, very close to Chermside Shopping Centre, family-friendly demographic, but a suburb of two parts. You need to be aware of good pockets, not so good pockets within that suburb. And remember, all of those sales um, are grouped together. So sometimes that can skew that uh, median result. So it's really important to understand what's making up that data before you rely uh, purely on that for any purchasing decisions. Um, you know, anything that is a quality asset within Gbung at the moment in the better areas needs an aid in front at the very least. least. <laughs> um, so, you know, keep that in mind. These median data trends are not necessarily reflective of what you have to pay to secure a better quality home in these areas or one of the better locations. It simply is that middle score. So definitely something to keep in mind. So we're going to head down south, um, southeast slightly. We'll go in this direction to start with and we'll First stop we'll go to is Cooparoo. Cooparoo is 4.3 kilometres southeast of the CBD. Back in May, 1 million and 90, and now 1.24 mil. Yeah, $150,000 increase there in the median value. And even as I'm saying some of these numbers, these are big numbers. Mm. This growth in the last three months has been huge in Brisbane. So, you know, this is important for people to understand if they are looking to buy in Brisbane. This is just over the last three months, and we really need to get an understanding of you know, how long this growth will last because it's not slowing down yet. So that growth of 150,000 represents 13.7% over the three-month period. Cooparoo um, has changed a lot in the last, um, I'd say, eight years off the back of the, the city plan um, change in 2014. We've seen some uh, zoning changes that's brought through some higher density development, especially through units along Old Cleveland Road, the main road through that uh, corridor, um, something to be aware of. But you know, there are, again, really desirable pockets in this suburb where there's um, huge family homes that have been renovated, some with city um, views. So uh, extremely desirable, important to understand the pockets within the suburb, um, but not surprising to see strong growth in that area as well. You know, I'm not a south side, but I think Cooper is it Cooper Square, I think yeah. it is, where they've got the new, the cinema, the Aldi, the like quite a big shopping um, set up there now. Um, very popular, I think, with all the locals at Cooparoo as well. Uh, a little bit further out, 6.9 kilometres, probably more to the east now. We've got Cannon Hill. Back in May, $885,000. End of August, $1 million and twenty. Yeah, that represents growth of $135,000 or 15.1% over a three-month period now. I was at an auction a couple of months ago in Cannon Hill for a splitter. Now, people often, you know, inquire about splitter blocks here in um, in Brisbane. They are popular. They're the blocks that you um, have one property sitting on two titles. As long as you've got a post-war home that can be demolished, you can 
you know, demolish that property, remove that property, and then create two titles, sell a vacant land or build two new properties, each on their own title. Now, that property sold um, over 1530 um, just over. So that's a huge price, an absolutely huge price for a splitter block in that area. And that was fierce bidding right up until that point. Um, it just shows what the demand for land is in some of these locations uh, just in recent months. They're not making any more land, so splitters are becoming more and more popular. So if you're in the market for a splitter in some of these inner ring locations, that gives you an indication of the budget that you need to buy at the moment. Um, you know, it's not the only example, but, you know, I'm not going to give other examples in this podcast, yeah. but we're certainly seeing most, you know, quality splitters that have those post-wars in desirable pockets selling around that price. Yeah, they're definitely very popular. Um, head out towards the bay a lot further, um, 14.7 kilometres. You head toward to Wynnum. Wynnum back in May was $755,000, end of August, $862,000, up $107,000. Yeah, growth of $107,000 across three months uh, represents 14.1% increase when looking at it um, as a percentage. So, again, strong growth there, um, fairly consistent throughout that eastern uh, rail corridor, if you like, um, between the three random suburbs that we've picked. And please remember, these are random suburbs. We're not picking them for any other reason other than, you know, pointing our pen at a train station on the train line. We are not recommending, endorsing um, or suggesting that you should buy in these locations. These are simply locations that we've picked randomly. Um, but yes, that represents, um, again, above the median value growth for the three-month period across all of Brisbane. Um, we've seen Wynnum uh, trending above the, the median growth. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of suburbs in and around these ones we're picking. Uh, as Melinda said, we, we just literally looked at the train map and went, let's just go close to the city, a bit further out, a lot further out. No science to that. <laughs> it was pretty random. So it just helps you understand in different directions what's happening as well. Um, so now we're going to head south, basically, um, from the CBD. 4.6 kilometres south is Fairfield. Fairfield back in May, $882,000, up just over a million to a million and $20,000. 138,000. Yeah, strong growth there in Fairfield, definitely. 15.6% um, when you would like to quantify it as a percentage. Um, again, have to understand what has sold to make up that data, but the general trend is up. And look, I think that's definitely across the board. The trend is up across all of Brisbane. Um, and I, my point when I, I keep reiterating the importance of understanding what's made up of that data is just that you shouldn't rely purely on these data trends to to understand, you know, the exact price movement in a location, but it's definitely, you know, a good indicator and a, a good place to start. 7.3 kilometres south, we go to Maruka. Maruka, 753 back in May, up to 847 end of August. That's up 94,000. Yeah, and that quantifies to 12.5%, a suburb of two parts, really, mm. um, to the east and to the west of Bow Desert Road. You've got uh, quite a different style of homes, um, some with a lot of uh, units and townhouses in one pocket and the other with family homes. So desirability for both sides, very different. You need to understand that when you're considering um, a purchase in that area. Uh, but generally, yeah, in line with the the trends of the other suburbs that we've picked and well above the median growth for Greater Brisbane. And the next one, Coopers Plains, 10.9 yeah. kilometres south, 645 back in May and end of August, 717. 
Yeah, that represents growth up $72,000 or 11% across the three-month period. So um, again, a random suburb selected just to help you understand uh, because a lot of people talk about having to buy a certain distance from the CBD and what you need to spend to buy in that location. Um, and again, I will point out median values do not necessarily reflect uh, what you need to pay today. They are retrospective still. They're based on settled sales. So we're sort of at least a month lagging when we're looking at the median, um, especially in a market where we've got such high growth. And we also need to understand what has sold that makes up that median to, to understand whether that is an achievable outcome in today's market. And uh, we're going to head towards the south southwest, I should say, um, this time, just 4.1 kilometres um, Tuong, uh, 1.1, 1,110, um, and it's moved up to 1.25, up 140,000. Yeah, $140,000 of growth in Tuong, um, very close into the CBD to the west, 12.6% um, growth in total. Um, Tuong does have a lot of higher density um, development as well, some units and townhouses as well as houses. Remember, we are just looking at the housing data um, and talking to that housing data today when we're talking about this median value. So this does not necessarily reflect what's happening in the unit market. So that's something just to highlight once again, um, but definitely, you know, growth that is outpacing the general um, Greater Brisbane data that we reported on in our last market update. And 7.8 kilometres to the southwest, Graceville. Um, nice, um, quite little area, Graceville, out that way. Million and eighty up to 1.3 mil, that's up a whopping $220,000. Yeah, 20.4% growth over three months. That um, Western Corridor, very popular between Chelmer, Graceville um, and all the way out to Oxley. There's a very narrow corridor of development that is some flood impacted uh, land to the east and then you've got the elevated land to the west and you're bound by the Brisbane River as well. So um, a lot of good schools, train line access uh, directly in. People that live there absolutely love it. Um, very good lifestyle as well. Um, and I know that uh, there's the easy access to some of the major shopping complexes like Indrapilly from that location as well. But 20.4% um, random suburbs that we've selected, this one um, is sitting in front as number one, if you like, yep. in terms of the growth. Um, so something to keep in mind is understanding what's sold once again. And those cyclists out there, that area is pretty popular for what they call the River Loop here in, in Brisbane. It, it uh, follows the river down in around that way, down through Graceville, and then you actually do come back around through sort of Yoronga and Fairfield that we mentioned earlier and wind your way back in towards South Bank. So very popular for the cyclists down through that area. That was a few years ago for you. I, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, 10.9 kilometres, Oxley, as you mentioned a little a minute ago, $626,000 up to 700, up 74,000. Yeah, still on that train line, which is the Ipswich line or the Springfield line. So we're following those train lines still. Another suburb that we've selected is Oxley. Um, as Scott said, up $74,000 across three months or 11.8%. Um, lots of gentrification happening in Oxley, to be honest. We are seeing a lot of the older homes knocked down. We've seen a lot of subdivision activity over the last three to five years, and we're also seeing some um, rebuilds happening in that area as well. So very was very popular with first home buyers. Um, with that rapid price movement that's happened in the last few months, uh, perhaps they're getting pushed out that little bit further now, um, but definitely a, a good location to keep an eye on if you are looking for something that is in the more affordable segment of the Brisbane market. So some interesting numbers there. Um, and <laughs> 
I, I still just have to reflect back to the start when I said that 2.1%. Um, there wasn't much that was down that low at all then. I think our lowest was 4.5 Albion, right up to 20.4 um, out to Graceville. Yeah, and I think that's important to understand. We've only selected suburbs that are within the Brisbane City Council region to um, discuss in today's episode of the podcast. Um, and remember, when we are looking at that median data growth, that is actually for all of Greater Brisbane. So it does include properties that are in the Brisbane City Council region, as well as those that are in all of the other council regions that surround the Brisbane, the inner city location. A lot of people, I think, um, especially who don't understand the current values or are not from Brisbane, make inquiries about um, purchasing in Brisbane and having to be within 10 or 15 kilometres from the CBD, that's typically going to keep you within the Brisbane City Council region. So when you're looking at median data for Brisbane that's reported by CoreLogic, um, that's not Brisbane City Council as such. That's all of Greater Brisbane. And I think, you know, what we've demonstrated here today is that um, you really need to understand what your budget will buy based on what's actually happening on the ground as well as, you know, overlaying that with the median data that you might have available to you. Well, that was that was good. Um, hopefully that was some good information for everyone. Um, threw some numbers in there. I was involved in a lot of numbers for a change, which was good. Um, <laughs> That's because the notepad was sitting in front of you. <laughs> it kept me, kept me busy. We did some research before this. So we actually did do our homework before we actually brought that to you. So, look, hopefully that helped. Um, give you a bit of an understanding of what you can buy or what your money can buy um, when it comes to buying in Brisbane. I hope you enjoyed that little train ride with us around Brisbane. <laughs> and um, I will let Melinda wrap it up as usual. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. We look forward to chatting again next week. So take care and bye for now. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from this podcast is that, you know, the market is shifting very rapidly in Brisbane and not all areas are growing at the same pace. So it's really important that you seek professional advice if you're not out on the ground seeing what is selling in real time. Uh, what sold last weekend at auction, what went to contract last weekend under multiple offer, that is far more relevant and far more um, informative for you as a property buyer rather than looking at anything that has settled because we are in a seller's market and prices are escalating rapidly. If you need help understanding Brisbane or if you need help um, to purchase a home or an investment, you can reach out to our team, head to our website, um, click on the inquire now button um, and you, there'll be a quick questionnaire that we ask you to complete to help us understand more about your requirements um, and then we'll be in touch and set up a call if we think that we can help. As always, I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. Um, please leave us a review if you enjoy what you hear and tell your friends and family about the podcast, especially anyone that is looking to buy in Brisbane, either now or in the future. I think that there's a few episodes that they can pick and choose that might just help them to be better placed to make um, a better decision for themselves. Until next week, we will speak to you again then. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.